What's yeah. up? Oh, not a whole lot, man. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. This is awesome, man. <laughs> um, do you want to hop right in or did you want to discuss anything or ask anything? Good to hop right in. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. What are we talking about? If you understand liberty, you realize that we don't need them to tell us what to do or what we should do with our money. I don't sell crack. I'm a prostitute. Look at that baby. He's so cute. Oh, give me that. They did a great job. Wow. The bottom line is you can't fight reality. And the reality of the situation is people don't like to watch women play sports. I know that. I know I'm supposed to lead by example. I'm the king Sukkot. I mean, it's strange to me too, but we talking about. You want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself. I mean, how silly is that? I mean, we're talking about. I'm here to stand up for the law-abiding citizens of this community. I am the majority. The majority of the people in this city are law-abiding, and they want their constitutional right to be able to bear arms. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we talking about? I'm starting to learn how to like intro myself, so I'm gonna start with my cheesy intro right now. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> this is um, the podcast. Sean fights the internet. I'm here today with Coddington Bear. You can find him at Owen Comedy. Represent Owen Benjamin's uh, social media accounts on Instagram. And are you on Gab as well? So uh, the Owen Comedy's been nuked. <laughs> so uh, on on Twitter, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just the Instagram and. Uh, I used to be his account on Gab, but um, I think when he lost Instagram, we sort of traded. Like, I already had the backup Instagram, but it wasn't really needed. Uh, but when he went down on Instagram, I gave him Gab, and then I did the backup Instagram. Sweet. Is there any other accounts you want people to check out or follow? The, there's uh, Telegram. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, I don't remember what it... I tried keeping it consistent, so it was like... If you saw the same photo, which is that photo of him holding the letter that says, um, I think, Big Bear Never Stop. Uh, yeah. Let me find what exactly the telegram is. I was very boomer tech with the telegram at first. I, <laughs> I, same, yeah. I thought, um, see if I can find it real quick. I'll find the name of it, and then I'll... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. I don't even... Yeah, in the meantime, you can find me on uh, my podcast channel and my video channel um at sean v planet you can find that on spotify stitcher podbean google podcast youtube and BitChute. um not on apple fuck apple right uh, <laughs> i also got nuked on twitter uh so i'm not on twitter anymore but you can find me on instagram and gab and i am also too boomer to figure out how <laughs> the discord and the all that kind of stuff extra shenanigans work so yeah i heard um I heard Discord was kind of, I mean, they're pretty much all submerged, except for uh, Gab. So I, I, the um, the way that we're doing, because I'm not, even though, you know, we don't want to, like, concede any ground, despite getting kicked off stuff. Yeah. Um, but the way I figure going forward, like, Social Galactic, which is our personal uh, social media, like, ungrabbable, because it's ours. Um, oh, yeah. Like our home base and just like unauthorizes our home streaming thing, but uh, but then there's like the middle ground. I, to me, like Gab, you know, there's like a neutral zone and then there's like your territory and other people's territory. Yeah, I look at Gab like the, the neutral zone because they are 
for the most part, they're all free speech except for porn, which um, I think that's a great choice on their end that they've I agree, porn. yeah. Um, I totally but, uh, agree, yeah. Yeah, but for them, you can do, you know, like, whatever. Um, but then, obviously, there's all the in slowly uh, ever-growing terms and conditions and all the other, you know, nonsense within, you know, I, I think that's going to stop because it's all going to implode. But even if it was to continue, it, it, all the, you know, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, all those are like, you could, you know, the, their terms of service, Vox was telling me, it's like, if you read it, you could, you know, short of like just cat videos, anything is bannable. Um, right. So anyway, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so nebulous in, in the language they use. That the, it, and they do that on purpose so they can find an excuse to get rid of who they don't want on there. But the moral of the story, yeah. we're still going to try to have information on all the platforms, but it'll probably be just very benign, you know, like when someone's live or tickets going on sale or something. Um, all the Telegram is pretty... Um, good from what I heard they're a little bit more Gab-esque where you can say whatever you want um, yeah. so that's cool and then like I said our home base is so black. but a uh, funny telegram story because I am very very boomer tech their setup is like uh, it, it's it's like a megaphone basically because people can't all you can see in terms of like what people do is just how many people have seen your stuff they can't really reply or anything. So let me find uh, the message that I sent. Um, where is it? Oh yeah. So I meant to tell um, everybody who was following me that I had switched because you can have a profile set or you can create it into a channel. Again, I'm very boomer tech, so I didn't set it up <laughs> right. So I to tell everyone following me that I switched switched ED from profile to channel. So I just basically DM'd like hundreds of people, but I forgot the ED, so it became an order for everyone to switch their profile to a channel. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't realize the message everyone got sounded like I was, actually sounded like Owen was dictating them to change their stuff. And uh, and I didn't know that, and I was like, oh man. So I just ordered hundreds of people to do something. Uh, but we figured. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the cult. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, I was like, yeah, uh, but, you know, like I said, we figured it out. Because I think what I did was I just created a profile, and all you can do that way is just DM, which is, you know, not the point of what we were trying to do. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that one's pretty straightforward. And I think it's uh, – it, they're probably all own Benjamin Comedy. I can't – I don't know what it is, but if you reach out to me in the various spots, I can send you the link if you're, you know, using Telegram. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so that's – that's that fun thing. And then there's always like a new thing coming out. We're, I'm going to try to expand on some other platforms that are being utilized for, uh, you know, like uh, get back to SoundCloud. I thought they were apparently yeah. uh, going away, but they're still around. So I think that's a good place to go as well. Yeah, it's making making a comeback with bands, musicians. And uh, yeah, podcasts. I think they're starting to get into the podcast game. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I think we're um, on the cusp, if not haven't already crossed a significant line, where tons of independent uh, people can finally be successful. Because we've been under the illusion of a meritocracy where, you, you know, you'd think the best, you know, comedian or best band would rise to the top, of, you know, if just given yeah. a chance to see the light of day. But now that's actually possible with things like YouTube and uh, granted, I know they're grabbable and they suppress numbers, but <laughs> yeah. what it did at first was leave enough breathing room to create the demand and then like bit shoot 
and uh, all these other things that will pick up where, you know, the, um, like giving actual chances and not removing people uh, will give them a chance to be sustainable. And I think Stripe is the alternative to the PayPal or Patreon, oh, yeah. Yeah. which switch. Um, but anyway, the, the moral of the story is there's enough, the demand was created where the apps are filling the gap anytime there's a submerged company. It's like PayPal and uh, Patreon do what they're doing, and then it annoys enough people where they just go start their own company. Like, everyone's starting their own thing, so you don't have to put up Absolutely. with this stuff. And then once things are funded properly, then you, you'll actually get the best, or be able to find good quality music, good, good quality, you know, art in general. So... Well, and it's like, it's kind of like the black market, kind of, you know, it's like when they, when they regulate one, like, asset of trade, like trading the information or trading the funny, yeah, like, you can set, try to censor it, but people are going to go share it somewhere else. Right. And after a while, it becomes almost like, um, like, why would you go to YouTube when you know that some of the best content has been kicked off of YouTube? Right. So yeah. you're not even going to go to YouTube anymore. You're going to go to DLive or BitChute, and it's almost like a filter, like, it's almost like YouTube is filtering out the uh, nonsense for you, you know? Yeah. Well, the other thing is that was kind of a nice, um, you know, when you're on the submerged companies for so long, it, it has this weird psychological effect when you're, like, looking at something because uh, things like shadow bands and throttling and all that, where when you're looking at your numbers and your analytics, you're like, yeah, but I don't know if this is real. Like, it says 1,000 people yeah. watch, but is it really 2,000? Is it really 500? But then when you switch to uh tech that's not doing that you it like you immediately feel like oh i legitimately got 10 likes on that or i you know legitimately got yeah. reviews and then uh i don't know it's just such a better experience like d live is insanely better than youtube like across the board yeah um and Absolutely, i just don't yeah. know unless they're propped up which obviously youtube is i don't know how economically long term that survives when you have a way better product that's you know actual meritocracy um so yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't i don't know how it actually does stay viably profitable like just recently with all the um the bandwidth like just the storage space yeah like all that controversy or whatever um i don't know how much you want to get into that but like it just seems like after a while the more popular website becomes it's almost like more money more problems where you know, the more videos that are being uploaded where someone's uploading a dumb video of their cat, it's taking up valuable storage space. And how do you recoup the profits from that? Well, um, there's another variable in that dynamic that um, technology it, uh, makes things cheaper. Like our situation, we just got caught between a rock and a hard place because the particular services we were using, their model, uh, it, it would it's equivalent to like an overage charge on a data plan if you don't have unlimited but that doesn't yeah. mean that the streaming technology doesn't exist like bit shoots uh, and I'm way over my skis on this because I only understand like surface level um, I only have a surface level understanding but the uh, blockchain sharing kind of technology that is pretty ungrabbable uh, that seems diversified and widespread enough where the I, I don't know. I see because there, there's a difference between, uh, or maybe there isn't, between streaming live versus streaming a video, and how much bandwidth. Yeah. See, I, I don't know, but 
the fact that um, the technology keeps developing at a rapid pace, it shouldn't be like that shouldn't be an obstacle like it was in the past. Yeah. Um, because it's like fiber optic, and uh, and I know everyone's freaking out about 5G, but if you're just talking about in terms of speed, um, you know, certainly if you're only doing like 720p or 1080, nothing like high, high end, um, you, you know, it shouldn't. The only the only thing that does screw it up is obviously if you have a large audience, but if you diversify and put yourself in multiple spots, um, you know, it's not, it does, and that's actually why, unauthorized switch to subs only because it used to just be like for anybody um yeah. even though we always had backups in multiple places like backups people don't even know about um we just wanted to have like a home spot but then the bandwidth became an issue where we had to kind of start filtering and moving people because economically you, you don't really um want to ever and i learned this from vox you don't really want to dictate to people too much it's better to kind of meet them where, where they're like where they feel comfortable. Like ideally, if you know you're kicked off everything and you only have one spot to survive, you, you communicate to people say, "Hey, migrate here." But if you can, yeah. try to meet them in their, um, you know, whatever they're used to. Because people are just creatures of habit, and they're you know used yeah, to logging into YouTube, logging into whatever. So you try to not lose that ground and stay where they are, but. You know, it's a learning process for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it's messy. A lot of it, too, I just, it goes over my head. Like, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I know how to, like, push record and save and <laughs> <laughs> publish. <laughs> That's about well, it. <laughs> it just, as soon as you, I don't know if you've ever seen that commercial where the dude, he's, like, driving home. He's got a convertible. <clears throat> and, like, in the passenger seat, he's got his arm around this brand new computer. It's, like, the T3000, whatever. And it's, like, the newest model. And then... He's at a red light and he looks up and he sees a billboard and it's like the T four thousand just came out like before you even oh, got yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like you can't even when you're up yeah you know, I consider myself pretty savvy with stuff but I'll I'll occasionally have a a zoomer or two on tap to be like all right help me figure this out. <laughs> yeah yeah just got to be live there's this uh who was it I always confuse him with another bear but this awesome bear who was just like. You know, basically my FAQ section for DLive. He's like, oh, you can do this, you can do that. I'm like, oh, thank God, because otherwise, you know, you can Google stuff, but having yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to have a few weaponized autists on your side. Totally. Ready, to, <laughs> ready to be dispatched on a moment's notice. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's always helpful. And then, if you know, if you've got a large group of people who are, uh, you know, they don't necessarily have to be tech savvy, but they're willing to help out the more... Yeah. The more hands on it, the quicker something gets done. So, definitely, yeah, yeah. And the bear community is uh, pretty like smart and dedicated. <laughs> like I feel like give give them D live for a couple days and they'll figure out the ins and outs, you know. Oh yeah. Well, there was um I forget was it Mama Bear, um when we were when we were still on YouTube and and I was trying to gather. Because you can't email your subs on YouTube, or your well, here's where it gets confusing. A subscriber on DLive is a member on YouTube. It's basically somebody who's signed up for a monthly subscription. Like DLive actually uses the word properly. But anyway, we were trying to reach out <laughs> yeah. to members so we could create that list that, in the event, which did end up happening, that YouTube takes us out, we have people we can reach out to, um, you know, for litigious purposes. But uh, 
but I, it was it was a bit of a daunting task. But I, I you know I was like, hey, let's split this up among like six or seven people, and then this one person just like did all of it, and I was just like, oh my god, you're nice. amazing. Yeah. So it's 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 amazing people. They they definitely uh, support what they what they're into. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Before we start, shout out to all the bears. Oh, <laughs> always just holding it down. Always loyal. Always uh, willing to help and giving good advice. Yeah. Sometimes it's kind of everything. it's kind of funny how opposite some of the advice can be, you know. But I like that it's coming from a good place and. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's everyone uh, means well. Exactly. They're, they're, everyone's trying to make sure that the same outcome. We all, we all have the same um, objective in mind. So yeah. when you have a shared objective, it makes things much easier. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Right on. Um, well, do you want to get started officially? Oh, yeah. I thought we were. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. There's yes and no. But um, I wanted to get into asking you some, some, some hard-hitting questions. Is that okay? Oh, all right. I don't sell crack, I'm a prostitute. Look at that baby, he's so cute. Oh, give me that. They did a great job. Wow. The bottom line is you can't fight reality. And the reality of the situation is people don't like to watch women play sports. So the first hard-hitting question is, um, who are you? Who am I? I'm, uh, as far as the internet is concerned, I guess, I don't know. I'm just a... Uh, I don't know that a supporter i guess i'm just one of many bears who just happened to come on early to uh owen's situation when he first got blackballed from uh <clears throat> from hollywood for uh pointing out what now state legislators are putting into law <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's been you know pretty obvious stuff but sometimes when you're ahead of the curve or you have to be that first person to be like ah no this is not right um you get heat at first and uh, and I could see that, like, you know, if you don't if you don't reach in to like help out somebody like that, that you are eventually like on the list too. So, yeah. you know, because it does that. What's the expression about the alligator? Well, e even if it eats you last, it's still gonna eat you. So uh, yeah, yeah. So I was just one of many people who just sort of reached out to him and helped him out with whatever you know he needed. And then one of the nice things about uh, or the fun things that people forget that uh, his um, streams were, you know, like comedy writing sessions and uh, yeah. like just so writing why didn't they laugh? Yeah, exactly. And um, and that was one of the first things that, one of a couple things that kind of got me nose was just being consistently funny and then, you know, and then events happen and you help out. So that's, it's kind of who I am, I guess. <laughs> Among other things, love that, love that. And uh, what's life like after Twitter? Uh, you know what? You try not to do the gamma. Uh, you know, like try not to. Um, it it obviously is, is like psychologically relieving in that uh, there are. I mean, most all social media is toxic. Like I deleted my personal Facebook over like a year, maybe two years ago, just because it was just so. You can kind of tell even before you kind of get um, clued in on the programming and the algorithms, how they, you know, literally create just the way that they design what you see is, is pretty disturbing. Um, yeah. But there, I do kind of miss um, 
I really looked at Twitter like, uh, you know how you have like games on your phone, like just apps of, because I'm very much into like, kind of puzzle solving, left brain oriented stuff. Right. And uh, and there's elements to joke writing where that are, it, it is very kind of logical of, of um, and musical where like the pacing and the rules of three and the juxtaposition and, you know, the rearranging yeah. these words and all that. And I do kind of miss being able to see a tweet. Like the, a good example is the, uh, Sticks had tweeted about, you know, coronavirus officially makes it to the U.S. And I'm like, it goes perfect with Lyme disease. You know, just like those kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. You scroll through your feed and then I look at it kind of like a game of, you know, how, how to make this funny or how to play this. So I can still do that, obviously, on any platform. But that was the biggest audience I had for that. I mean, even though they were shadow banning the hell out of me. Because I had 31,000 yeah. <laughs> people, not that much. I mean, I, I the impressions were there. So I don't know if people were just scrolling bot. I'm not entirely sure how all that worked or if there were likes that were being removed or any of that stuff. But that part, I, I kind of miss, like the puzzle solving aspect. But you could still, like I could still actually log into Twitter. I don't know if you saw that meme I did of the, um, what's that, the Stranger Things? No. You didn't, oh, so you know how the upside down you can kind of. See oh yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, because you can see their, you can see them talking to you, but you can't respond, right? Because right. yeah. it felt very weird that I could, like, I from everyone else's perspective, you go to the profile, there's nothing you can see, and you can't even like um, search, like advanced search, which sucks because there was something I was working on. I had speaking of bears helping out um, for a while, uh, I, I I came up with something called the um, the Owen Benjamin outrage cycle. Which is like, <laughs> yeah, it's the initial like, how dare you phase where everyone like freaks out and whatever, whatever. And then there's like the people start to realize what's going on and they're like, oh, you're right, I'm sorry. And then it's like the next one. Anyway, so I was coming up with, and then I was going to do like Owen Benjamin Mad Libs, where you just literally cut and paste the same spots, just different, you know, controversies. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, I had Bears help find, like, all the times that, you know, um, he ended up basically being ahead of the curve. And because uh, people would tag all the, up, oh, Owen was right again, Owen was right again. And I was like, at some point <laughs> in the future, I'll just catalog all these so I can make either something funny, like a reading tweets or, you know, a video or something. So a lot of people found a lot of stuff and they DM'd it to me. But now that it's nuked, I can't see the DMs. And it, it's hard to search certain things. So that sucks that that. That might be gone. I don't know. And I'm, I don't know that the account is gone, gone. I think it's in suspension. There's a <clears throat> uh, old, old, uh, old school bear who is very in the know with how the tech world works. And he, he's usually my um, informant whenever I have questions about like, hey, what's going on with this or whatever. And he was saying that it might just be a, it could be like a 30 day ban or you just might be in this purgatory state where you can go in like the upside down and see stuff but you can't actually interact yeah. <clears throat> but yeah you know I'm, I ultimately I was looking forward to being on social galactic anyway because like I said you you it's nice to go into a it's nice to use something not made by people who hate you so that's always a plus um, <laughs> yeah. it's uh it, and it's all <laughs> nice to use it and know what you're looking at is legit which is helpful but then also it's kind of curated in that it's meant for our community. So it's, I was looking at mostly, and I will eventually once the, I get caught up on some of the work, hang out more on social galactic and then 
you know, do all that fun stuff. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And um, besides uh, social media, are you ashamed of your search history? No, not really. It's actually um, the... I, so, so if I posted of, it right now, am I? No, was, <laughs> you wouldn't be ashamed of my viewers looking at it? Uh, definitely not. I wouldn't, like no. maybe a year or two ago, like before quitting porn and all that stuff, it might have been, you know, I don't know. But the thing is, it's funny. It Out of context, it looks, I mean, like I'll read you some of the things I have. Um, because it's, it's, especially back when I was on Twitter. So I'll, I'll give a little peek into it. Not that this is, I'm not like a huge, you know, successful comedic, comedic writer, but I'll often, um, use like a rhyming website. If I'm trying to like figure out a way of rephrasing something to make it funny, but like, yeah. you know, it's let's see if I can find where to be on here. Like like a thesaurus or like a, use a, thesaurus, rhyming, yeah. a, yeah. a rhyme site and uh and it'll just be like you know uh grabbler wouldn't work because that's that's like but just random things that like what the hell are you actually looking for and actually most of my because i do uh image posts it's mostly like ninja bear or funny bear <laughs> yeah it's just random I don't even know where, how would you even say? I guess that'd have to be on my, let me, I wouldn't be, would it be on this one? Browser history. Um, yeah, but short answer, no, I would not be. No. It would just be funny. I think somebody without a sense of humor looking at it, I might kind of be like, oh boy. But uh, I'm not really like that anymore anyway. So, you know, like worried yeah. about, you know, social shame per se. So, yeah. and also when you know it's in the context of joke writing, then it's like, you know, it's actually kind of funny. It's just so random. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Well, um, I wanted to ask, how long have you played trumpet? Oh, boy. Uh, sophomore year in high school? Oh, wow. No, it's been yeah. years because I picked it up. What I did in high school, they they would um, – I was a bit of a band geek, and I was really into music. So any instrument I could get access to, I'd want to play. And, uh, and a marching band um, – Freshman year was clarinet, but I wanted to play something different for the following year. So I picked up a trumpet. Um, I think I let me borrow it for a year, and then I used the school's trumpet the following year. Uh, and I just sort of taught myself. And I kept that pattern going through high school where I think junior year, I did sousaphone marching it, and I picked it up like the year before. And oh, wow. And then something else. But, uh, yeah. And uh, what, I guess what instruments do you play now? Like, do you uh, just keep transitioning from instrument to instrument until you... Yeah, I mean, it's guitar has been my number one since I was 11, because I've been in and out of oh, bands really? a lot, yeah. Like, I um, love playing music and, and doing that. Uh, I'd say, like, something that I could confidently say that I play, because there's things I, like, toy around with. Like, I, I toy with drums, but I also know how MIDI programming works, and I know how to, like, produce things, so I can make myself sound like an amazing drummer, but that's not actually what occurred while I was recording I wouldn't <laughs> yeah. I don't know that same thing with piano like I could play decent things but it's I wouldn't compared to an actual um, piano player but guitar for real clarinet for real trumpet for real uh, French horn meh sousaphone at the time I, <laughs> and I'll, I almost said 
and I didn't mean this pun. I, I fiddle around with the violin. I can't. Believe oh, no. <laughs> oh no! Oh uh, no! <laughs> that's impressive, though. I mean, just that's a that's a wide range too. I mean, yeah, rhythm and, and percussion. And I had actually the reason I have a trumpet now was I had missed playing it, and my wife actually got it for me for Christmas, I think, last year. And then, uh, and then when the old timey speak thing was going around, I was I was I forget what we were kind of texting back and forth and I, and I mentioned oh I was like I got a trumpet he's like oh bring it and then that was like months before the actual tour and then when I brought it he's like oh you're really gonna do this I'm like yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. What it into. I brought my trumpet <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm doing this um, oh yeah well, what's funny is I, I didn't even know like I had the general idea and then I did what I did in Portland and then I was just like well I mean, I gotta have an outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was an adorable outfit. I liked it. Yeah. Well, actually, um, Ryan had this. I can't remember what it was, but we didn't end up. We forgot to grab it before we went to Ohio and Indiana. But uh, I guess it was like some kind of cape that had bear claws or something. Oh uh, wow. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool, but it worked out how it worked out, so it's cool. Love that. And uh, word around the block is that you're a math wizard. Is that true? Uh, applied. It, it's another one of those things where it's like, uh, what's that principle where the less you know, the more you think you do and vice versa? Um, I'm exposed to enough. I'm, I'm not smart enough to know it. What, what, uh, <laughs> what principle that is. Principle. Um, but once you, like, you think you're hot stuff until you go up high enough. And then there's like a threshold where you're like, Oh my god, I don't know anything. And then you know you yeah. kind of. So I I'm high up enough to know I don't know that much, but I'm way above average on that. Because I've got a buddy who, um, he's uh, a I guess he'd be a theoretical mathematician. I don't I don't know how he would classify himself, but he is very like cognitive and just off the charts. Um, but he's also really good at explaining it because there's a separation. Sometimes people will study some higher level stuff, but they have no chance of explaining it, like bringing it down to earth. But my buddy's actually really good at explaining stuff, but I'm more on the applied side. Like I can look at data. I like analytics. I like actually having a situation and then using the numbers to solve it. I don't, the theoretical stuff that doesn't, that's not really my forte. And I don't, don't, it doesn't really interest me either. Like statistical analysis and, and applied calculus like that stuff is more interesting to me than you know n-dimensional stuff (laughs) but it's not you know (laughs) that's not really going to help predict you know the economy in the next six months (laughs) yeah yeah i mean there might be out there the important part is uh do you know common core oh yeah well here's the thing (laughs) is that it's it's a uh see if i the analogy it's like there's a round hole and all different size pegs are trying to plug through it there is like if i were to have been educated through common core i would have been fine because the way that they're forcing people to learn something happened to be the way that i did but everyone not everyone it's not like everyone's uniquely different but there's such a wide range of the way people learn that it's never like a universal one size fits all is not a good model you need to have an adaptive model and, um, like, for instance, because I grew up with Legos, and I think that's helpful for people 
like any kind of thought provoking um, like game or device for a kid to play with, I think is good in developing their skills. But like if I were to do, if you're adding like eight plus five, in my mind, I remember like, say you have a 10 piece down and then you put an eight on top of it, you've got two left over and then you're gonna split three over. Like that's how my brain always looked at it. So knowing that it becomes 13 by taking the two off of it and then adding three to 10, I'm like, yeah, that that's exactly how I look at it. But not everyone does that. Some people are like, all right, you have eight and they'll count their way up to 13. There's certain people who will pick, like if you're adding, if you're doing something that's close to a whole number, you go to that and count your way back. Um, so it's, it's, I don't think the, the short answer is it's never a good idea to just say, this is the only way you ever do it. And everyone has to do this the same. Um, because people are different and it's also different, like in languages, um, you know, the stereotype that Asians are really good with math. The, um, what people don't know is that they're built into their language, which is why the average, a study was done that the average, like five-year-old, um, from like Asia, versus the average American five-year-old, um, the Asian kid can count higher because built into their their language is in terms of base 10. So they don't have a, the word 11, their word for that is 10-1. So a kid, when they're young, they're like, what do you want to say, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10, 1, 10-2, Like our teens make sense when you get to 13, 14, 15, because there's a, there's a pattern to it. And then 21, 22, 23, but there's that weird 11, 12, nonsense that's going on so little things like that where it's it's not really logical um yeah. but no i'm not i'm not really a fan uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. and uh just in general i think i already know the answer to this but um are you a nerd i'm a nerd <laughs> i guess i'm a jock <laughs> i know yeah. that <laughs> yeah. um i only ran like I played baseball when I was young, and I ran track in high school, but that's about as useful. Oh, I play hockey, too, but, I mean, that's more I'm not. No one's going out of their way to draft me. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess I'd say, yeah, I, I guess that, that's a, an adequate way of describing. <laughs> um, and how them genetics be? How what? How them genetics be? How them genetics be? Mine are all over the place. I'm, uh, <laughs> there's the, uh, because I'm like uh, six or seven types of European and then Native American or something. So it's, <laughs> oh, really? yeah. But, um, and similarly, how hairy are you? Well, <laughs> it's Scottish. So that. Oh, wow. Yeah. But they're so very, yeah. Yeah, some of these things should cancel them, cancel them out because, like, I'm also Native American, but um, but not a lot. Like, I'm, I, I use that as kind of a joke, um, but statistically, I mean, I've been taking a 23 and me, nor do I intend to. Mostly, what you go by is whatever your parents told you, and I've never been a big fan of history because I've always instinctively kind of felt like. You know, there, there's stuff that everyone's lived through that they don't even agree on now. So how can everyone, you know, but uh, from what I've been told, uh, my lineage it has a lot, you know, Scottish, Irish, English. Um, and there's a thing called Scotch-Irish, which I'm still not entirely sure how that works. <laughs> like I'm like, Celtic? half Scottish, half, half Irish, but like, no, there's a big, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm fairly, fairly of the, I'm not quite hairy bear hairy. The arm, <laughs> yeah, Bedrosian bear. Right, exactly, I'm, I'm not quite there. <laughs> right on. Um, and when is the last time that you peed or pooped those pants? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like little kid, or like was there like a recent moment in your life? Yeah, I, yeah, that would that's, a. That's a weird question, but <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, definitely before I could remember, I can tell you that because I have zero memory of anything like that. Oh really? Uh, I did oh, have a wow. roommate who who uh, had <laughs> a weird incident that he still did <laughs> to this day, but it, I mean, I don't know how. You know, <laughs> the couch is so yeah. sleeping and it's kind of <laughs> Yeah, definitely, yeah. We all know. We all know what happened, yeah. Greg. <laughs> um, and why are men so toxic? Why are men so toxic? Uh, I actually think it's the fact that they're not, that um, it's a vacuum of, like, if there aren't enough people pushing back on that concept, then it just lets the concept go. So... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they're definitely not. Because when you come into, if they were, you wouldn't be allowed to say it. You know, because yeah. they'd be definitely, too busy yeah. not letting you say it. So you actually... <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. 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 Your face would be swollen shut. You know. <laughs> yeah, or they would just vote your ability to not speak. You know, like if they really were what they're said to be, then it's like. It would actually be so commonplace. It'd be like, oh, yeah, welcome to toxicity. You know, like population, only men kind of situation. <laughs> Love it. Well, why can't Asians drive? <laughs> wow. I like this lightning round. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't aware that they, they couldn't. I mean, I suppose oh, it's low Trust hanging. me. Trust me, it's real. <laughs> Do the peripheral vision situation. That seems... Um, oh yeah, yeah. But, uh, and then what? What are the? Aren't there only two countries where it's the other side of the road, like England and, or is that only two Western countries? I know Australia and England. Yeah, that always confused me. But, but I feel like like South Africa. Like I feel like there's other places in the world that do it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. That never made sense to me. Same, and they like flip the cars around too. Right. Yeah, because it's like, you right on red. You would think. Well, no, I was just going to say that you would think you want the driver on the right. That doesn't make sense either. That's not our car. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, why do you think women aren't funny? I, I, Owen had a good take on this. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> throw, not really throw him under the bus, but piggyback on what he's saying. I think they are. It's just the, the context. I don't think they're on stage funny. I think yeah. they are like in the moment, very witty, maybe even in a DM, hilarious, but yeah. not, it doesn't translate to um, like, I don't, I don't know if it's a performance thing or, yeah, it, I mean, I, yeah, I agree. I think, of like I think a, it, go ahead. My, well, yeah, my theory is, like, especially in performing, because I feel like when a woman's on stage, like, all the guys in the crowd are trying to, like, get in her pants, so she right. gets sympathy laughs. And um, I think also the women will give them sympathy laughs, like, the women in the crowd, just because, like, if they're bombing, they'll give them, like, sympathy laughs to be, like, you know, make them feel good. <laughs> right. 
So you don't bomb. Like, I feel like women don't bomb and then you don't learn to, you know, improve. Like, you don't go through trial and error like a man does. That's a good point. Is the uh, the concept of like, if you're an ugly dude, you better be funny or no. Yeah. <laughs> like athletic or something. Um, oh, I know from experience. <laughs> Trust but me. like, I would think, if, you know what I would like to see? And I don't even know how this, it might take years for this kind of thing to even be possible. But it would be nice if, so they're, they're the comedy the approved comedy, let's call it approved comedy, that's like in the direction of degeneracy, that's where all pretty much exclusive, I could be speaking over my skis here, and I'd love for someone to be like, no, look at these people. But um, that's where you're going to find a lot of the female comics, and their jokes have to be degenerate or like over the top. Because uh, there is one uh, comedian, I, I wish I remember her name, but she did have a funny bit, and this is before I understood, you know, that comedy was being used as a tool to push degeneracy. But it was a funny bit where she's being uh, self-deprecating, which is a lot of, you know, the avenue many people will take. And it's like you're saying, it's kind of pity laughs. But she was talking about how her, um, she's not used to getting that much, she was talking about her vibrator. And she was like, but I felt intimidated because I'm not used to that much attention. And I thought that's a, that's a funny bit, you know, that like, from the perspective of a girl who had probably has a hard time dating. So she's, you know, obviously the context of it is, you know, degenerate and blah, blah, blah. But I, I thought it was a well-constructed joke because it had a good misdirect uh, built yeah. into it. But I, I would love to see a, um, if it's possible, I'd like to hope it would be, but someone not in a non-degenerate, uh, stand up that can be funny and granted I know that like most is saturated with that stuff but I think um, there was elements to like Foxworthy and uh, and Regan and uh, Gaffigan I'm not a huge Gaffigan fan but I do like Regan stuff that you can be not and obviously Owen but you can be non-degenerate and funny a female a female Regan would be interesting to come across if, if it <laughs> It'd be hideous, though, to come oh, across. A... <laughs> that, uh, I don't know if you saw the stream where the the dude was having the bike stolen, and yeah, and... <laughs> that's not Brian Regan. And I thought that it sounds just like him. And when I sent that to Owen, oh really? It's not. Yeah, oh. I said I was like, look, even Brian Regan's stealing your material, thinking like it was obviously a joke. But like halfway through him going over that, I'm like, I don't know if he actually. Because <laughs> it's like Regan doesn't—he's usually pretty clean in terms of cursing, and the guy in the video kind of go. But there are certain things that sound exactly like him. But I just thought that was funny. Where it was like, oh, I think everyone might think this might be him. <laughs> I don't know, but that was funny. <laughs> that was a funny bit and a funny stream too. It was Owen's, Owen's take on it. Yeah. Um, and before we get into conspiracy corner, which I think is going to be everyone's favorite segment, I have to ask: Why are white people so lame? Why are we so lame? Well, I don't even. I, I subscribe to the E. Michael Jones, um, Mzungu, you know, thing, which is like, I, what is white? You know, are you a Mzungu? Yeah. Do, you, do you? What's the expression he uses? Do you uh, identify with the commands of your oppressors? So, but I will say, um, uh, conceptually, again, it's one of those things where it's like. There's just not enough people pushing back on the concept. I don't know. <laughs> it's 
that's one to impact. Uh, bad question. I'll, I'll mark that as bad question, Sean. <laughs> um, but yeah, you ready to go into the conspiracy corner? Yeah, I'm down. Let's, let's ladle some gravy. I'm not fully uh, convinced the Earth is round. 74% sure the Earth is globe. You're teaching us how to take advantage of us. Who on the moon told us not to go back? What aliens did they run into the that were like, people? get the fuck out of here and don't ever come back? The mafia aliens. But I don't think we went to the moon. Whoa. It's like a double government psyop conspiracy. What do you think the shape of the moon is? I don't. I'm. This is gonna sound funny, but I'm moon agnostic. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah. More about like the firmament and Antarctica than I do the moon. Like I've I've gone out and moon gazed, and the the lunar wave is fascinating to me. But like. Yeah. Unless I can get on like a hot air balloon and go up real high or get a GoPro and do it myself and or get it some kind of telescope, I don't, I don't know. You're, you're pretty much going off of like, you're just playing a game of like, who do I trust to tell me about this stuff or like what <laughs> yeah. YouTube video can I find? But now it's going to be bitch you because they're going to suppress the hell out of that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But what shape? I, I don't, I've seen people say that it might just be a mirage of something else. Um, yeah, like flat. Do you think it might be flat? Well, the the I meant to look into the how the was it luminaries or, or how it works because when something's a sphere, it's supposed to have some kind <coughs> excuse me some kind of fall off, and it's it doesn't look like it does. Like a gradual, like as it gets closer to the edge, it should gradually look like um, less like less bright. Like the center of the circle would be more it, bright. It should if it's reflecting. So either it's oh, okay. a sphere that itself is uh, generating light, or uh, it's reflect. I don't know. It, that one I haven't looked into much because it doesn't fascinate me quite as much. Um, just because, I mean, it, it's on the the list of uh, you know like checklist things to look into relative to the you know biblical aspect in terms of it being a lesser light and that stuff. But like I said, the, the firmament. And uh, there was something I was looking into. This was like a, a gravy rabbit hole. I kind of wanted to go down, but I didn't talk <laughs> yeah. about it. But when um, Dr. Jones was talking about how the original Greek for uh, the word, because most people, when you translate the uh, book of John, you know, in the beginning was the word. But then when he was like in Greek, it said logos, which gave it more under, you know, it gave that passage um, more dimension to it. There was some video I was watching of a, where somebody was talking about how baptism works and they were talking about the original Greek had said, I'm going to mess it up, but I, I wrote it down, but the word that they use translated something to like waters from above, like the way that you're supposed to pass into heaven is through the waters from above, something like that. I'm, oh, really? Yeah. And I found that fascinating where it's like that baptism of like, it was very particular on what water did it. I don't know, but that 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 fascinates me uh, in terms of how that worked, and like I said, the firmament and the and the uh, Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. Well, my next question was: Is space just water? Uh, I mean, separating the waters from above and below. The question is, what's beyond that? Um, I don't know. Although I do remember seeing, and this I have seen in telescopes. 
where like when you look at like a star, if that's what you're looking at, um, it, it flickers as if you're looking at light from underneath water. Um, yeah, like waves, right? It almost looks like waves moving over it. Oh, and the other one uh, with the thing that the, looked like the rockets bouncing off the firmament. Have you seen those videos? Yeah. I actually yeah. saw – I was in San Diego when Elon Musk and that whole fake uh, SpaceX thing shot that rocket. And they didn't tell anyone about it. And so all of a sudden, everyone just one night blew up Twitter being like, oh, my God, go out and look up in the sky. And you could see it. It really did look exactly how Owen described it, where it looks like almost a boat going across water. Right. And you see the ripples. But in the sky, I mean, I had never even known about that or wasn't even in the mindset of thinking about that. And was just so like, whoa, that's a big, crazy thing, you know, well, what just I so ignorant of what it could, could have been. Yeah, well, because you think when you're in the, I don't want to say global mindset, but like when you're in the, the pre-programmed, you know, that's what you're looking at mindset, you think, oh, that's a rocket that suddenly changed direction. The blast made that shape. Um, yeah. Then when you're like, oh, it, it's a rocket scraping against the firmament that clearly looks like water in, in a wake. Yeah. That, that was fascinating to me that that happened a couple times and then it stopped. And I almost, you know kind of thing i wonder if somebody wanted to prove that's what it was and they they kind of went like rogue and took a couple rockets just to show people and then they had to be like ah oh, you know and then like they won't let people do that anymore i don't know sometimes yeah. i feel like things are tested to be like let's see how people would react if you know if this you know it, it was like it's right in front of you but most people are like yeah whatever and they just go on to their you know yeah, <laughs> back to their porn and drugs. <laughs> there was a weird Twitter video of what I assume was a, a rehearsal, but who knows if it was real, where a bunch of black helicopters were landing in the street in L.A., and I don't know what they were doing, but, like, it looked crazy, and then no one cared, so I was like, all right, you know, next story, I guess, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. I mean, I feel like the military in the last, like, 20 years has been doing that. Like, these giant operations, and, like, everyone's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Or if you make a big deal of it, they go, oh, you're just crazy. They're just doing operations. And it's like, yeah, I think what it is is a psychological operation, and I think you passed the test, sir, you know? Right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what they, every so often they're like, let's make sure that they're still in the I don't really care mode, and, like, let's just throw something crazy, and, and they're always like, eh. And then, you know, it's like, yeah, they're still relatively asleep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that would make sense if you were controlling people. You're in the business of hurting human beings. And they also, because a lot of organizations, not I mean, just any organization, they do rehearsals. So they could even rehearse their own, um, like how quick, their rapid response cover-up, for lack of a better term, where it's like, let's, let's show something crazy and test our ability to put out a narrative and, and like, you know, in the event something not in our control happens that's crazy and we need to rapid response, come up with some kind of thing to get people to believe, they probably, like, rehearse that stuff where they're, like, I mean, yeah. for all we know, they did that with the rocket to get it up there to see if anybody would then come out and go, oh, that's what it is, and then quickly put out enough people to be like, that person's crazy, you know? I don't know. It's, it's yeah. the whole... Um, uh, I guess it's Kibono, the who benefits, like that whole back and forth of like 
who did it versus who did it and what their intention is and all that. That's a, it's a fascinating uh, mental exercise to do. Absolutely. You would also be testing the loyalty of your soldiers. Right. Like if you could like put out a random event and see which news anchors are willing to, you know, help cover it up and not turn their backs on you. Well, I think the majority of things are, and just like that video today where they were talking about, because that's always the go-to, and I think it's almost to the point where that's an obvious dumb go-to, where they're like, well, so you're saying everyone's in on it? It's like, no, you need like two people to be in on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. Nine yeah. people on rollerblades have to be right. in on it. Well, like, the when the one dude was like, do you know what's going on at the executive level of your... Um, news or whatever the name of the thing was and the the one guy anchor was honest he's like no i don't tell us it's like exactly you know you don't yeah. just doing your job and you know it's, it's very easy to compartmentalize um anything it's like unless you're at the top you really don't know uh what the hell's going on so when they're like oh everyone have to be in it it's like no actually it's very easy to so i don't i don't think that many people like once word gets out and then people know, all right, that might get kind of dicey. And that's when, like with the military, you need people who can follow orders because other, you know, civilian stuff, if they find out they're a part of something. But then maybe I'm wrong about that because what was that experiment with the whole getting people to keep shocking? It, 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 there was a point of authority, someone in a lab coat who said, no, everything's fine. Just keep shocking that guy. Yeah. The Milgram. Right. So, experiment. you know, I guess even once you do know, you're doing something kind of shady. If somebody of an authority figure like, no, this is what you're doing. <laughs> that some people, yeah. just, that's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of scary. <laughs> well, there's like another thing, like the atomic bomb. I mean, supposedly, you know, quote unquote, the atomic bomb. Uh, you know, the uh, Manhattan Project had a hundred thousand people working on it, and I think only like ten thousand or less actually knew what was going on. Right. So you have all these like compartmentalized groups like working on quote unquote scientific experiments, not really understanding what the end goal is. Right. And uh, I think the same went with uh, the moon or like the uh, all the NASA projects. It's like, you know, supposedly they have like tens of thousands of different like people working on these like quote unquote ships. And they don't really know, like, they don't really understand how the whole ship works. They just know that they're making one little aspect of the entire whole. Right. So you could really, Alex, yeah, like, like, divide up all of the different tasks and objectives amongst a giant population without them even knowing it. Yeah. And there, I mean, if the government will, I guess it was a Keynesian economics to talk about government spending, and I'm, this is not the way to go, but it, their model was saying that it's it's even worth it to use government money to pay someone to dig a hole and then fill that hole back up just for the sake of putting someone to work. Like, we're assuming that even the thing that they worked on did something. For all we knew, they built some kind of metal rocket, and then when they went home to bed, they were like, all right, well, let's just destroy it. And then they, yeah. they, they put the balloon up there, you know, and then that's what... So it's like, you can, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, ways that you can... You can compartmentalize. You can budget, budgetarily do stuff. Um, it's there's there's no way of knowing, really. It's just the, <laughs> yeah. the perspective of like what you definitely you can pretty much assuredly say, oh, that's obviously bullshit. 
like the when you see Space Mouse on the rocket thing, you're like, <laughs> yeah. like that one's kind of hard to even the most ardent NASA, you know, believers, like, what the hell is that? There's no way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just it's kind of funny now just looking at a picture of the the lunar lander. Right. I mean, it really is just like a, <laughs> what did Owen say, like a, a meth head's tree fort? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really looks like eighth graders went to Lowe's and were like, let's make a convincing spacecraft. Yeah, or, yeah, you're, you're It's like, of- if you just kind of sit there and look at it with an open mind, you can see it, but you're just so convinced by, you know, being called crazy or just everyone else, like, you know, wanting to fit in with the whole crowd that's saying that it's something that it's not. Well, it's really the emperor has no clothes. As soon as you point yeah. out, you go. There's no way that went to the moon, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, that look, that looks ridiculous." <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> or like the the Land Rover. I, the moon supposedly has one sixth Earth's gravity. When you watch the video, the way the dirt falls, you're like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> what's yeah. going on here?" So <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, well, I wanted to ask you too. Um, do you think that porn is weaponized? It can be. I don't know. It, it's hard to make definitive statements in terms of like, you know, assigning intent. I'm I'm very like input output. Like, what are the results? And there's no question that it it has negative psychological, definitely spiritual and metaphysical um, uh, effects on people. Um, and then whether it was something that just incrementally. You know, like what? What was? What were the mechanics in the in the? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The like the driving force that, I mean, I guess it was always degenerate, but like that made it increasingly degenerate. Like you can see, I'm a huge, huge fan of memes. I, I just part of it's one part of that I feel like I'm. I grew up in the wrong generation, just because I wish, you know, I I just connect a lot with younger generation in terms of like meme communication. Yeah. Um, and there's a site I love using. I don't know if you, you ever use 9gag or go to visit 9gag. Once in a while, yeah, but it can get a little extreme. Well, so it's once you're kind of, I hate to use the phrase woke, but once you're kind of woke or like aware, you're on guard to, you know, yeah. the fact that people are purposely subverting things. Like there is, it is so obvious that. I don't know if it's because stock and porn is down because a lot of people are quitting. I don't know what, but like every fourth, sometimes every other like meme on the front page, not even just on the the more, you know, not safe for work section, just like the, the front page is like something kind of sexual and something kind of, um, and there was a time until I think enough people were calling it out where the theme of all the um, sexual related memes were always brother, sister, something family. And it was so over the yeah. top and obvious that people were calling it out. And I think that's why they probably pump the brakes on it because like they, they were like, you know, and not even jumped the shark, but like they weren't even doing high quality wizardry. Like they were just, it was like right in your face. So I think in that aspect, it definitely is weaponized with, um, you know, accelerate certain, certainly attacking the family unit with that part. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yes, yes, it is. Whether the entire thing is, I, I think it's not good for people in general. So, 
you know, just avoid it at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely avoid it. My life has improved so much. And just hearing the testimonies of other people too, it's like you regain, you basically just regain your superpowers. Yeah. Well, I'm so crazy. So there was like, um, there, there was a joke that, uh, I heard like years ago that in a moment I felt for the first time how I hadn't felt since I was a kid, not since I was a kid, but since like, so when nine 11 happened, while it was happening, I remember being in high school and we were in the like gym and we were just joking about it because we didn't understand the magnitude of it. And then like everything after that was like nothing but 24 hour fear porn, like, oh, it's all, we're going to war, blah, blah, blah. And then it was always like, you can't, you know, it's like sacred, you can't make jokes about 9-11, blah, 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 blah. And then like years, years later, Louis C.K. had that bit about um, how you could tell how good a person is, how long they waited to masturbate um, after 9-11. <laughs> yeah. And then he says, like, you know, he's like, you know, I'm sure you guys were all good people, probably waited a week. For me, it was in between the towers going down. He's like, and then everyone's kind of like, oh, he's like, well, I had to, you know, otherwise, or what he, he used the phrase that they always used to say with, like, otherwise they win or something like that, where it yeah. just completely <laughs> shattered all that uh, wizardry around being afraid of, you know, like, ooh, 9-11, and, you know, we got to find them, all, all that nonsense that was put in. Um Anyway, so that kind of restoration of like feeling—it's uh, almost like if you when you go on a diet and you like eat healthy for a while and you're like, oh, I feel years younger. Yeah. Psychologically, um, not watching porn for as long as I have, like I feel psychologically and spiritually and mentally, like in a way all the time that I haven't in a while. And the things that you became desensitized to that you might have thought you'll just always be desensitized to now I'll be like, Whoa, like I've sometimes I'll like scroll through and read like a story or I'll turn on like radio and there'll be a very raunchy story. And I have a visceral reaction to it. I'm like, Oh yeah. I've restored my natural sense of like, this is yuck. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It happens a lot lately too. I'm almost like regretting it because it's like so in my face now, everywhere I go, it's like, really? Like really we're doing that? Yeah, and then I'm like, oh yeah, because everyone's still jacking off to porn all the time. Oh yeah, okay. Well, and the, it's it's wild because it's not just necessarily that, but all the things like I I like to call it getting off the crazy train. But like I got off that years ago because I haven't watched regular TV on occasion, out of curiosity, I might watch something. But in general, like the regular, like watching news all the time or watching you know whatever it is. Um, I think about the people who who never got off that train and still watch that stuff and still um, on social media and still and I'm just like, man, they must be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I felt like that was with the uh, Super Bowl. You know, I'm just watching it, just going like, man, this is so blatantly gross. And I'm I'm sitting here like really thinking about the reality of like how many like corporations and like you know executive boards planned and you know, really thought about how much, how that was going to maximize their profits. Right. And, you know, you're just watching, it's just degenerate and gross. And they're obviously appealing to like the right demographic groups, you know, and it's Miami. So they're like doing the Latin theme and, you know, I'm just kind of sitting there, it's like seeing it all for what it is. And then I go on social media and it's just this mindless, like everyone like, yeah, woo, woo. <laughs> and then the second you question it, you just got bombarded with dumb talking point arguments, you know? 
but it, it's really become mind opening where like when you kind of take a step back, you can really see the whole picture. Yeah. And when you are just still whacking it, <laughs> when you're just still stuck in that state, you know, you almost become like viscerally defensive of it. Well, and refuse to there, leave. there is like strong cult like because I, I remember I went out to watch. So I kind of I'm not nearly as into sports. If even like I still like the the concept of certain sports, certainly playing it because, you know, you can't. Yeah be subverted when you're the one playing but um you know i'll, I'll occasionally watch some you know because the packers are just getting destroyed and i'm a chicago bears fan um so i'm like i'll go out and watch this you know at a bar or whatever or a, a, a grill whatever they're called um anyway there was a dude who was like because the chiefs game was on too and chiefs haven't been in the super bowl since you know i don't know how long but the guy was like hammered and totally you know like you know, freaking out. And I wasn't judging because I remember how I was in college. I, I kind of got initiated into the over-the-top, you know, rooting yeah. for sports kind of stuff. But I was just remembering how I used to be with that stuff. And it, it is very, like, I don't know. It, it's so – and it's not just that, but there's, like – I see people – you ever see that video of the dude crying over the Star Wars premiere? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's – it's like I'm into stuff, but I'm not gonna like into it. <laughs> well, yeah. I, you know, I, I was watching yesterday. There was uh, I used to be a huge. I mean, I still am a fan, but I'm not. I don't idol worship anymore. Moral of the story. Um, but uh, some girl was like, some lady who's a vocal coach was reacting to watching Maynard sing, uh, lead, lead singer Tool, and she was kind of going over the top, like emotional, like oh, so made. I'm like. Yeah, I, I mean, I like them, and I, I get, you know, music can make you feel stuff. But, uh, you know, sometimes you look at people having that reaction, and you're like, how much of this is, you know, wizardry conditioning into idol worship versus, yeah. um, you know, a natural reaction? Absolutely. I mean, it reminds me of, like, uh, kids on Christmas or, like, kids with a tooth fairy. Right. Where it's, like, so magical, and you almost don't want to, like – ruin it for them right. <laughs> so, and you, you know you've been there before and you don't want to like screw up the magic but like at some point you gotta tell them the truth you know at some point it almost becomes detrimental like when you're like a teenager going to school like truly believing that they're santa claus right you know at some point you really have to sit your kid down and explain the truth and wake well, them up totally but when i'm like when i've seen adult acting that way i'm kind of like <laughs> yeah this is a little, this is a little much. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, do, I was gonna ask, do you have any uh, like spicy, uh, some spicy gravy about the uh, Tartarian mud floods? I don't know as much about that. I I will say because there are certain things where I'm like, oh, man, when I have the time, I want to go down those rabbit holes. Um, yeah. The whole uh, fireplaces with no chimney, like, what the hell is up with that? There's like, yeah, no, that's the big one. Yeah. yeah. Well, because, all right, so here, I, all right, here's a little bit of gravy of something that eventually I think Owen should cover or people should look into. Uh, and I'm going to forget what the hell they're called, but it, it's not really that important to know it. But um, there's a place in Florida called the, uh, oh, what the hell is it called? The Coral Castle, I think. Yeah, where that, that guy made that, like, architecture garden. Right. And so, he like he like supposedly made it like by himself with no 
equipment and it's some kind of big magnificent structure it's not so much that it's magnificent magnificent is that the stuff that is built is so insanely heavy that it's it would be normally or obviously impossible for a person or even like a you know a construction company i mean same thing with like we couldn't rebuild the pyramids at this point so they're saying and the same thing they say about the pyramids is that there's um like magnet magnetic there's something to do with frequencies and magnetism that they understood they unlocked how to do levitation and that's how the pyramids were built because supposedly and it's the internet so it could be complete bullshit but supposedly the pyramids were built from the top down which gravity wow. is, is not possible obviously but like if you under if you can do levitation then that kind of makes sense anyway the dude who did the uh the Coral Castle, he put, and I don't know if he did it, because now I'm always on, like, Graveler Raider, like, oh, this is bullshit, um, but <laughs> the, he, there's something prime, I can't, it's a specific kind of prime number, and it was a way of coding something, because at first when I was watching the video, and this was years ago, I was like, ah, it sounds like bullshit, like, it, it sounds like somebody grasping to try to put, you know, it's not even the hidden in plain sight, like, it was, it really sounded like they're, forcing something that's not there. But then when they explained how the primes worked, um, it actually did line up pretty one for one. And they were saying it had something to do with uh, certain frequencies and accessing those frequencies to uh, be able to levitate. And the and the shapes, here's one thing I do know. Um, you, have you heard of cymatics? No. All right, so the, in this builds off of the whole 432 versus 4. This is another thing that I want you to do a deep dive. Actually, he should retune his piano. I, I want to retune all my... <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I forget what year it was, but if you were to go back like a couple hundred years, um, everything was tuned off of middle C, um, and the frequency... Like, everything was built off of 432 because those vibrations um, uh, fit more with nature. And like, like literally, where if you take um, frequencies built from that and like put them into water, it'll create these awesome shapes. Like when we're done, you should Google videos on cymatics. It's pretty crazy. Um, it'll create these like just very cool geometric shapes. It does it in sand. It does it in water. And they talk about how since most of our body is water, that there's aspects of like how you can you know affect a human that way. And music that's built off of that frequency that level of frequency where you tune from there um supposedly is more in line with what we should be listening to with the way that it bounces inside our ear canal so i think was it the 20s i'm pretty sure it was in the 1900s but uh germany of course uh switched mill c's frequency to not be on 432 and i think it's 440 now and what that did was it took something that created a beautiful harmony in nature and kind of made it like dissonant and ugly, but you wouldn't notice because it's still, um, the chords still line up, but it's just slightly off in a way where it won't have that beautiful harmony. And that's how long, like since that moment in history, all the instruments in the world have been tuned that way uh, to basically keep us in a lower frequency. So that's some pretty cool gravy. So if we could switch back into the, and there, there are people who, like this is pretty well known, and there are like people online who are uh, basically like redoing albums, not like replaying the instruments, but like 
using technology to be like, here's this album in 432 instead of 440. Um, there's even yeah. like videos you can listen to where they're like they'll play something in 432 and 440. You can kind of you can kind of feel the difference. Um, but anyway, so that uh, natural harmonic with things that occur in in the real world. There's something there with what the dude in Coral Castle, I think, did. He that might have been complete nonsense, but there is something to the vibrations and um, uh, and the and the I guess, for lack of a better term, natural frequency that everything has. So that's some cool gravy to definitely, <laughs> definitely. experiment with. Like you can actually, I've done that before. One of the bands I was in, um, we. A lot of bands practice in like um, storage units. I don't know if you've ever gone to those. No. Uh, so what they'll do is they'll rent just some kind of storage unit, and the, the band will practice in there. But we had like a huge storage unit, so we built like a stage, and my buddy even had like a microwave and dishes, and he had this. Really, <laughs> That's awesome. He had this really cool, um, like, very high tech keyboard where you can um, like bend the frequencies. And uh, you ever see that video of the bridge that collapses because of the wind from like, it's like, a black and white video. The way, like the wavy bridge. Yeah. It's like bending almost. And like yeah. cars are driving over it. Like it's like a little tourist thing. Yeah. It's, I think it was in like Kansas, right? Or Nebraska. Something like, I don't remember where it was, but the, the, the phenomenon that it is, is um, when you mirror the same frequency of something else, and then you raise your amplitude. You actually raise its amplitude too. So anyway, with this keyboard, I was just playing with it, and I accidentally slightly brushed over the frequency of the dishes, and I started making them vibrate. And I was like, oh, wow. yeah. And I like turn it up, and I make them move more. That's actually how opera singers can break glass. You've seen that before, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I've seen like the trope. I don't know if I've actually seen the real life. Yeah, well, that's happening. Yeah, the same thing is that once you can mirror or once you can match that frequency. And then you raise your volume, you move the other thing. So um, there's just tons of gravy there. And what moral of the story is that you can actually experiment with this stuff. It's not just like some cool YouTube video that might be bullshit. Like you can actually. <laughs> yeah, you can do it in your house, in yeah. a storage garage. Yeah. Right on. Um, well, I wanted to get your take on dinosaurs. Are they real or not? I, that... <laughs> I don't want to be <laughs> indifferent to say I don't care, but like on the on the list of care, like that the moon's more important to me than dinosaurs. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Well, here's what I'll say: like I don't. Everything for me in terms of like, is it true? Is it not? Blah blah. Everything's a sliding probability, like between zero percent. Yeah. Um. So that one is a. I haven't done any research, mostly because I don't care. But um. But I did want to look into. Uh, whatever thing in the 1800s that supposedly invented them or whatever. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me. My gut is they're not um, because, well, let me say it this way. It's easier to spot bullshit than it is like saying what is and what isn't. And, the, and as soon as you see those things of like, oh, you know, by the way, the the bones that we have in the museum, those are just recreations. And you're like, okay, well, where's the real bone? Oh, it's radioactive. You can't. It's like, all right, I I see what this is. So, yeah. Based on that, just that alone, I'd be like, all right, this is up. There's clearly bullshit there, so I, I would be confident in betting on the fact that it's probably, you know, bullshit. So. 
Well, similarly, uh, the Chinese. What's up? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> What's up um, with all those Chinese? They are fascinating because on a global thing, because I think that's part of the shakeup. Well, I mean, anytime you have a, a growing superpower, it's going to affect everyone anyway. But uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's interesting to watch, especially when you have like economies that can um, interact. So, you know, I I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't, I, I mean, obviously it probably makes everyone else nervous if you're used to being the, the big dog in town and you want there to only be one. And anytime there's change that makes other you know people nervous. But I've seen as much good as bad. So I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I feel like I'm being biased though, because if it's true that like DLive is like Chinese people and I love DLive, then I don't think yeah. I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah. so you know I, I I don't know but if if they're all like the people behind D Live then they're awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah and uh, before I let you out of the conspiracy corner um, I have to ask you uh, Epstein dead or alive <sighs> that's a good one um, I don't like we know Building Seven didn't kill itself. Right. We know Epstein didn't kill himself, but the dead question, or alive. Did is it? I think I have a tendency to want to think that the world's not as dark as it is, and that like he was serving some kind of function, and they're like, all right, let's pull him out now, and you know, and they put a fake body, blah blah blah. Like, I I could I could see. I'd say at least fifty one percent that that body they pulled out wasn't him. Because uh, yeah. the nose difference, and it's really easy to like clone—not clone, but um, body doubles. Like that's that's yeah. like level one bro stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, just the fact that they showed us the body was weird in and of itself. Right. Like, why wouldn't that body, like on a city street, be exposed? Why would it not be in a body bag? Right. It was almost like they wanted to show us whoever the fake <laughs> body was, you know? Right, and have people, you know, compare the noses and whatever. So. I don't, I would say, like, if I had to come up with a thesis, if he's still uh, useful, he's he's alive. If he still has information or he's still guiding somebody, uh, otherwise, you know, like I said, I don't like thinking that the world's as dark as it is, but it, it does yeah. go to, it does make sense that, if you're in that world and you're basically useless at a certain point, or you're worth more dead than you are alive, um, or you're a liability, that that one makes the most sense. Like if you do become a liability to powerful people, then you know. So uh, I, I'd say, well, why the fake body then? You know, because you. I know that's the weirdest part. Definitely you, a fake body. I know that. Yeah. Well, the nose doesn't match. The nose and the ears don't match. Right. And they would. Why would they show it? Right. It exactly. does, there's no no reason why they would have showed it. You know. I mean, the whole thing could just be a slow disclosure to get people. Like that's actually my speaking of you know gravy and rabbit holes and conspiracies. I oh, think. Oh yeah, stir it up. <laughs> well, I think. <laughs> ladle it out. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'll ladle it. I don't know if 
it was the original intention, but there's no question one of the residual results from the Q phenomenon is you have like an army of weaponized autists online who will just dissect the shit out of like the smallest detail and be like, oh, it's this, they're like training people to catch lies and, and all this other stuff. So um, the Epstein thing could really just serve a purpose to get people to find, like, Everyone's a conspiracy theorist now. Like that term is completely meaningless because I don't really know anyone who's like, oh yeah, the real story, of course. You know, like nobody when you're faced with that. So then you go, okay, how much on that thread are you going to pull? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, seven can magically collapse on itself, or, you know, like how far? And I think most people, they're like, listen, man, I know Epstein, you know, he didn't kill himself. That's all I'm going to do. You know, like the, what they call the normies. But that yeah. might. <laughs> yeah. That might have been part of, if not the intention, certainly a residual result of that is that like pretty much definitely the majority, if not the vast majority of people are now like, okay, we know that we're being lied to. Yeah. So. Um, sweet. Well, uh, we're going to get into this section called Politics Are Happening. I, 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 I'm, I, I'm going a little off script here, but... I'm not a witch. I'm nothing you've heard. I'm you. And, 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 and by the It's three agencies of government when I get there that are gone. Commerce, education, and the, um, uh, what's the third one there? Let's see. <laughs> well, I do think the House of Representatives at this time is an unsafe place for children and other living things. But, but I'm here to, and, and, and let's be clear, in the first, now you don't have to walk it in. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. Awesome. <laughs> do you know Do you know that they're happening? I'm, I'm acutely aware. It's very <laughs> things that I care about. <laughs> um... Uh, and I guess if you had a choice right now of who you could be president, would you rather have Trump or Obama? Oh, definitely Trump. Trump, yep. Yeah. yeah. And uh, do you think that elections are real? Like, do you think the votes are actually really cast and really counted fairly? Well, they're definitely cast. Are they... Yeah. It's another one of those things where, like, the child inside me wants to believe, you know. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This year. Um, I don't, I could see, that one's closer to 50-50 for me. I could see. Yeah. Kind of like an election, yeah. Right, well, yeah. <laughs> Conveniently like every single election, yeah. If something is close. Well, all right, let me, let's do it this way. What if all elections truthfully, like certain candidates are winning by, are winning by 80%, but they want the, the, the country to feel divided, so they make everything look close? Yeah. Like that part I could see a narrative for. Um, I tend to believe that's more of the reality like, yeah. I think Trump probably won in a giant landslide last time, but they kind of fudged the numbers to make it seem like 50-50. Well, definitely something something funky went on in, uh, where was it, Virginia? Because 
I don't know if you like followed it in real time that night, but the reporting numbers early on, like the way that it was, uh, it's very rare for something to go, because uh, everything's proportional. So if you're up and you're up significantly, I, I understand certain whatever counties like have, you know, because Democrats are always like, oh, wait for this county, blah, blah, all right, I get that. And the highly populated, yada, yada. But proportionally speaking, You'd have to get that entire county, and that's impossible because it's just statistically not going to happen. Um, but that's what happened in Virginia, where it was like Trump was up, and then as the things were reporting, you started to do the math in your head, like fuzzy math, where you're like, okay, even if that supposedly Democratic county comes in, even if it's 80-20, there's still, like, it's not enough. And then it went, like, blue, like every single thing that came in, <laughs> yeah, it was such an anomaly where I was just like, "This is such obvious bullshit." So that was tricky, and I think something funky went on there. Oh, and by the way, I think the governor was the was like a friend or something. I don't know. It didn't matter because she didn't end up winning anyway. But and then the other, well, thing, I know Hillary's Hillary's running mate was from Virginia. Was what it was? Yeah, I remember it was. So it would look really bad if he if that state didn't go blue for him. Right. Right. And then Georgia taking forever to report because you knew how Georgia was going to go, but they took forever to report it. So, I mean, there's no question there's corruption. <laughs> um, yeah. I think here, here's what I would say, even if like a level one uh, gravy is the votes <laughs> probably counted just for the quote unquote oligarchs to have an idea of what the population is, what, yeah. what have thought now if the real i mean certain areas you can't fake it well no that's not true because there's electronic i don't know that one's tough <laughs> yeah I, I think there's always something shady going on i think it's i i have to i have to go with i don't know on that one i'd like to believe they are i'll go with that same yeah the one thing I did notice was, I don't know if you paid much attention back in 2012 to, like, Ron Paul. I did just because his supporters were, like, really energetic. Very, very um, vocal. And I would see, like, stickers and stuff all over, like, Google Ron Paul yep. or something, like, whatever the phrase was that really caught my attention. Like, when I would be at a traffic light or something. Absolutely. So. Well, that was, so his, I mean, he would give a speech and sell out like a 70,000 seat stadium. Yeah. And Romney would be like, you know, at a high school gym, <laughs> like in a community college, you know, theater. Right. But the voting was consistently Romney, 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 you know, and then of course Romney becomes the candidate. Right. But it was, to me, it was just so clear that, I mean, if the media wasn't manipulating it the whole time. Ron Paul would have easily won that primary. He had so much energy and so much actual, like, you could see the the bodies in the stands. You know, it's right. like you could see with your own eyes if you were paying attention. And then I even noticed that last election with Bernie Sanders, like I was in California. Right. And I just, there's no way that Hillary Clinton beat Bernie Sanders in the California primary, you know. Right, yeah. I mean, Bernie was selling out stadiums and Hillary was drawing crowds of hundreds of people, you know. And the same thing, like there's just Bernie bumper stickers everywhere. I don't, I didn't know a single person who would have voted for Hillary, yet she wins the official election. The media says she wins the official election. You know, that one at least the 
I call it fraud, but it's actually how the system was built with delegates. That one um, was like it didn't it literally didn't matter how the votes went because I don't know if it's half or more than half, but a, a sizable chunk of the way you win the nomination aren't even people that have anything to do with reflecting voters. It's like that's the super delegates, the whole yeah, concept no, of the like people who are like television contributors or like columnists and like have nothing to do with voting. So before yeah. the first ballot was even passed, she already had like all those people. So you yeah. know, it didn't matter if you won by 80%, like it, she was going to get that nomination, which is what I think is going to happen this time around. Not for her, but for someone else. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, who do you think is going to be president in the year 2025? Uh, I think it depends on how 2023 and 2024 shake out. Um, if there's an economic downturn, it'll be whoever the Democratic candidate is. And, yeah. well, I should say, if there's a 2020 downturn, 2024 downturn, and there's a Republican, and Trump's there, um, then you, then you, you, so Trump is, if he, assuming he gets reelected, he's either Reagan or he's Bush Jr. So yeah. you have, uh, although I, it, it's hard for me to imagine Pence winning a, a national election. Um, so I don't know who, I don't know who the, uh, what do they call him? The heir apparent for Trump would be after 2024. Um, I, you know what they were saying? And I, I don't know if this is true, but Trump seems very like entertainment oriented. They were talking about putting Tucker on the ticket. Oh, Wow. Yeah, as as Trump's vice president, or do you mean in the twenty the next election cycle? No, as Trump's VP, this go oh, around wow. yeah. to energize people so that when twenty twenty four rolls around, he would be the heir apparent. Um, it could have been, you know, just testing the waters to see how that would go, but that I thought that was interesting because they are probably keeping an eye on like what happens next. Um, but if he's Bush Jr. because of the economic thing. Then it's like, oh boy, do they have? Does the left wing have basically what happened in the, you know, on the right side after eight years of Obama, where you have somebody who's not of the establishment, sort of trailblazing and saying very provocative things and saying, you know, because um, one thing that is in the uh, how energy works is like even if you're pissing people off and they're talking about you, you're still like pulling in energy. So you could have someone yeah. on the left saying crazy stuff that like gets people to freak out and they, you know, I don't know. So it's so far out and there's so much that's happened like in, there's the one thing I'm like currently cataloging all of Owen's old stuff because we're getting ready to put it on, you know, different platforms. And, and I was helping with the documentary also. And it was just like, there's just so much that's happened in like the period of a year to two years that yeah. it's kind yeah. of mind blowing. Um, so four years, 2016 seems like a decade ago. I know it's, it's crazy. <laughs> so, wild. yeah. So I, I don't know if I, again, it, it, great economy, everything's great. It'll be the Republican heir apparent. And that's whoever they, um, whoever that might be. And then on the Democrat, I don't know. It's so wide open in the air on the democratic side. Yeah. And that, that's if they keep. Are they going to have the part of their party that keeps trying to push the Overton win? Like, where would we be in four years? Like, look at the stuff they're trying to push now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Imagine that, you know, like, 
pedophilia is on their platform, like <laughs> bestiality and polygamy, and so who knows? Yeah. Um, and do you think that they're all lizards? I don't. You know what I'm <laughs> At least some of them. Do you think some of them are lizards? Not you know where <laughs> it comes from. The only thing that makes sense. So if you believe in dinosaurs and evolution, and you think that like somehow there's a branch of them that survived and evolved, then they would have been ahead of man in the uh, cognitive development. Which, by the way, I don't believe yeah. in any of that. But um, I don't know. I, I no, I don't. I don't like on a sliding. My percentage there is like. Close <laughs> to zero as it gets, but and even like the Queen of England, like you look at the Queen of England and you're like, that's actually a human being. I think there's, <laughs> I think it's like years and years and years of inbreeding and blue blood aspect that kind of makes them probably like genetically weird, like can't have sunlight kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, so they probably have like medical procedures where they you know because they're like oh shapeshifters in their eyes it's like they're probably just you know adverse to the environment and so no i don't i i would say one or zero percent chance but but the talking snake in the bible i don't dismiss any of the stories as yeah. like well that's just allegory or that's blah, 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 blah. so that part i think um leaves the door slightly cracked that maybe there's something to that absolutely yeah and um so i don't know i don't know if you've heard this heard me say this already but um i'm eligible to run for president in the year 2028 sweet so i'm just gonna run for president every year Nice. and my policy platform every time i run is that i'm gonna veto absolutely everything cool and um Blitch. basically just become america's dog mare cool <laughs> I'd even have my vice president be like a literal dog. That, all right, now 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 you're uh, now you're working me over here. <laughs> so I want to ask you, um, given that, would you vote for me for president in well, 2028? Right. What breed, though? I'm thinking a lab or like a golden retriever. Oh yeah, absolutely yes. But I could I could you know I'll be swayed if you have a cutie. I could I could put him up. No, I'm 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 a, I'm a golden retriever. <laughs> I mean, I, there's a lot of breeds I could, but I don't. I'm not a big fan of small dogs. I will say that I like a dog that can kind of almost knock me over. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I'm totally down for. Uh, or what would your slogan be? I I don't do anything. Or <laughs> yeah, America's dog mare. Nice. Yeah, I like. That. And then I would just veto everything, and the whole idea would be that um, you know Congress would pass something, I would veto it, and then they'd have to override the veto. You know what's even what you probably could do even more, just like to show how you'll really do nothing. Just do the pocket veto because veto would mean you actually have to write and say no. Pocket veto is just putting it in the drawer and letting it die. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be like I'll take every bill and I'll just put it in the desk. And <laughs> or go play frisbee with the dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> feed it to the dog. Yeah. That's, oh, there my, you go. My dog. No. My thought would be I would just, like, the Oval Office would just be a desk and, like, a stamp that just says veto on it. Nice. And, like, nothing else. Like, literally, I just would not be doing anything at all other than just vetoing everything. 
That would be awesome. Or even get, oh no, because they don't have the authority. I was just like, get your, get the, get the dog to veto it. <laughs> yeah, like a paw print. Like have it ink up its paw and then. <laughs> that would be. Right. So, so can I guarantee your vote for 2028? I, I'm down. Def, you have my primary vote. I can give you <laughs> nice. Score. Score. Well, that means I have six total votes now. So the momentum is momentum is building. Are we in a, well, no, I can write you in anywhere. So I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Love it. <laughs> right on. Um, well, this is going to be our last section. It's called um, What Are the Hoes Mad About Now? Oh, nice. One year ago, I was waitressing in a taco shop in downtown I Yes, I tweeted that there's a response. You can run that and have a nice day. People are dying. We are dying. Were you aware that the hoes are mad? Indeed, I have heard. <laughs> Confirmed, hoes are mad. Um, did you know that the hoes are mad about pineapple and pizza? I, you know, I didn't. I never knew where that that came down as far as whether, it was <laughs> not or not. but it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Do you have, are you a fan? Of... I've had it once. I I don't think it 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 um. I don't think the outrage is justified for that. I think there's other, I definitely think there's other divisive, nonsensical issues to get upset about. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully I'll touch on a couple of those. Um, and last year, did you ever see that like that craze, that social media craze about people licking food and putting it back on the shelves of grocery stores? I thought that was just Ariana Grande being. <laughs> she did do that yeah but there was like a viral oh, yes yeah, you're talking about in the grocery stores yes i did see that yeah do you think that those people who do that should be exiled or executed executed is pretty intense i think <laughs> yeah. i think they should i was to say they should they should be made to eat somebody else's um oh. what somebody else licked oh food wise yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's one of those eye for an eye things. <laughs> I love that. Going to Old Testament law, I like it. Nice. <laughs> um, and would you ever eat a Tide Pod? No, but I, I did. Um, oh, we, no. <laughs> it's Time video. And I think it was the It's Time to Listen to the Kids. And or let the kids vote or something like that, something with the kids. And I, and I, at the end of the video, I, my submission never made it in, but I, I did put a Tide Pod in my mouth, like, like I was going to eat it. Really? Um, yeah. Oh man. I can't remember. I had a funny pun for it, but I don't, I don't really remember what it was, but yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> I didn't obviously eat it or chew it, but I, I, I went, you know, made it look like I was going to. Oh, wow. That's risky. It is. Cause they're, <laughs> It's pretty strong. So you know what it was? I think it was I was like going to put it it was still in my like between my index and thumb, so I didn't really let go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um and would you ever suntan your butthole? Absolutely not. I saw no. those photos. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> but do you know about all the health benefits according yeah, to the New York what? Times? According to who? You know what? Even if it's <laughs> even if it's true, um, 
I, I'm going to have to pass on that one. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yeah. Like, okay. You know what? I think I'll go with the ailments. <laughs> oh, okay. What a, no- what a normie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not woke on the, on the, you know, that, whatever that's classified as. <laughs> and um, do you think that Governor Ralph Northam wore the Klan hood or the blackface? Oh, in that photo? Yeah. What year was that photo taken? I think like 70, late 70s, early 80s. I'm going to go with blackface. Yeah. yeah? Oh, yeah. I'd say if it was earlier, he was probably in the hood, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and who do you think are society's top three victims? Top three? Ours like, or? or like, inter- vic- like victim groups in society. But like internationally or, or ours? Uh, let's just say America, like U.S. culture, Western. Um, currently, well, definitely whatever the how dare you guy is. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? How dare you bring him up? Yes, how dare me indeed. Um, I don't know where we are in that. I, 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 My knee jerk is to say, like, women, because there hasn't, like, the, that one is still, you know, the glass ceiling, blah, blah, blah. Um I don't know. I, I almost feel like it's it's turning back the other way. Like that, they've already emptied the well out of victim narrative. Although yeah. there's victim currency, there are still people who are like, um, that's a good question. I would just say, I would put all my chips on women. Yeah. Yeah. Well, similarly, um, should white men deserve credit for being so ashamed lately? <laughs> Uh, no, that's also seemingly had a downtick in both directions. I think some, <laughs> uh, on the left are just not doing it anymore, and then there's definitely people on the right who are going in the opposite direction and not, uh, not even engaging in that paradigm. Yeah, I just haven't seen like you remember the 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 meme of the guy like you're a white male like that thing. I haven't seen that intensity. I don't yeah. know. By the way, let me qualify all my answers with, like, what my, you know, I don't watch as much news, and I, the world could be easily crazier than I, I you know, so, but I just yeah. haven't seen it in, in the different things that I can say. Uh, did you see that, um, it's, like, recently viral, I think the last few weeks, where um, those, like, white liberals were, like, literally kissing the boots of, like, black men? Yeah, but that's been going on for a while. <laughs> I mean, to... come on, that's a good example of us being ashamed, right? No, well, it goes. Do we deserve some credit for that. Well, that, no, yet, yet, <laughs> if, if not, I've seen the uh, people being put in chains or like ropes around, <laughs> and that dates back like years ago. So that almost feels like, you know, like oh wow, yeah, yeah like, like a step, step down, like exactly, they got to step up their game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly saw that. I was not. I was just like, "Oh, that feels very 2014 est." Like that's that's not. Really <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and if you had a choice between letting Joe Biden sniff you or kiss you, which one would you take? I want to say sniff, but I, I have to say I have to <laughs> specify it's hair. 
But then he has to creepily come up behind me and he's going to put his hands on my shoulders. Yeah. So, yeah. It, just for the photo op, I'm going to go with Sniff. <laughs> right on. Right on. And um, last hose are mad question is, um, would you rather have a vagina-scented candle or a penis-scented candle? <sighs> I mean, I guess. Like, I mean, like, I don't want just by, I don't want a penis-scented candle. That's just a given. Yeah. But uh, I guess a vagina. It just feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> like if I gave you one as a gift. Um, out of the kindness of my heart, would you light it in your house? Uh, <laughs> I don't probably no. <laughs> oh, oh, you're yeah. breaking my heart here, man. Yeah, yeah all right. Out of the, out of the, <laughs> I would be okay just for giggles. <laughs> right on. And um, before I get into my last final final questions, I wanted to ask you: Did you release the lemons yet? I have not. Okay. <laughs> I, I tried it. The, the weird thing about that is, like, you can't do it that uh, frequently. Like, there's a, I don't know, there's a rhythm to it. But and I still entirely understand how it works. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I need I need my uh, weaponized zoomer for that one. <laughs> right on. And um, I guess, do you have just like any final thoughts or uh, final plugs you want to say before I ask my last question? Well, I like I like this. Um, I like that you're doing a podcast. I think that's dope. Uh, and you move. Well, you're in Tennessee now, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Dope. Um, yeah. I escaped how, California successfully. Oh, that! Congratulations on that. Um, are you doing? Uh, I forget. Were you also wanting to do stand up? Are you just doing? Because uh, I know comedy is kind of your. You're obviously podcasting and interviewing, but um, I thought I remembered you. When I was still on Twitter, you were kind of getting, trying to get in with it. If there was a Tennessee comedy scene, is that my remember? Yeah, that was kind of the intention when I moved out here. But um, I don't know. I kind of, I'm just getting very like um, wholesome. Right. <laughs> I'm going in the other direction. I feel like of com like comedians these days and comedy clubs. But right. uh, I'm still gonna give it a shot. But. My heart's just not yeah. really into going out on a Friday night to a comedy club and just being in all that degenerate drinking scene atmosphere. That's a good point. But I do, I mean, I obviously do podcasts and Skype calls now, so I'm going to be doing like comedy, just not in, you know, the, the old fashioned sense of being in a bar late night on yeah. stage. So. Good point, because like the scenes kind of, they don't necessarily dictate the art, but the, they inev inevitably impact it, certainly, if you're trying to avoid that um that stuff that's cool and yeah. also with the internet like you can you know with a green screen you can come up with all sorts of yeah you know, so that's cool uh no that's i think that's cool i like um that's one thing i want to see a lot more of from like a lot of people certainly with it, it now that there is relatively it's or it's emerging uh avenues for um people to actually be successful and there is um an emerging meritocracy i like to see funny people and you know like people good at various crafts um put stuff out at a selfish level like it's i'd rather you know yeah. i don't want to hear some nonsense from netflix it's like hear and listen yeah, to <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's the, the 
that. And uh, yeah, the other plugs, I'll have things ready to plug when it, because right now it's sort of just like what we have. But once once we have things a little bit more organized, because I'm almost done, uh, we'll be able to start plugging. But it's just the usual spots, the, uh, the live channel. I, I kind of, I don't really feel that guilty. I, I feel like I should say that, but I don't. Um, <laughs> got like how many, and this is not, so hopefully no one's upset with me. I'm not bragging. I'm just pointing out a, a fact and that I kind of feel a tiny bit guilty that I'm not doing anything with it. But I've got 730 followers on DLive. Um, and I almost feel like I should probably stream or do something. Yeah. Um, so I, I might, I don't know, we'll see. But uh, I, I, that's what I'm getting at is that I, I like to see that other people are doing stuff too and kind of, you know, plug each other's stuff. And, and support and all that, all that jazz. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 been really um, I don't know, warm in my heart <laughs> seeing the bears helping the bears, you know, yeah. on the big scale and the small scale, just shouting each other out and giving each other praise and like, you know, just little offhand comments where people aren't seeing it, you know. Yeah. But just well, really going out of their way to kind of promote the truth and promote what's funny and you help each other out. It's been. Yeah, the the thing is, and I think we've gotten a lot better at it over time, and having gone through growing pains with it. But like when you when there's a um, like a signal of uh, opportunity, I guess that's not the best word, but like sometimes it'll attract other people who want to try to not necessarily grift, but like oh, here's my chance to you know from here's my come up, and it's like. Yeah we have the positive intention of wanting to, you know, lift each other up and plug. And, uh, and we, we, like I said, we've gotten better at figuring out when it's just somebody coming in just for that purpose. But, uh, I would, I am looking forward to getting back into that kind of rhythm of, you know, like supporting, you know, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to, you know, it's only bears to support bear, you know, bear adjacent, whatever you want to call it, but just supporting cool, certainly Christian yeah. stuff. But which is true? I was gonna say true channels, but to me that's the same thing. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's a relative thing. But uh, but anyway, so yeah, that kind of stuff of like having more, uh, more of that available and seeing people be successful with that I think is awesome. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Right on. Um, yeah, and I guess my last question is always: Did you have fun? I did. I think this was yeah. a, this was a blast. Um, I I liked your different segments. That was it. wasn't um, it, it felt like like switching into I don't know. It was a good. It was it was good. I like that. It was. Thanks. <laughs> and I mean, it's strange to me too. But we talking about you want to restrict my right to buy a firearm and protect myself. I mean, how silly is that? And we're talking about I'm here to stand up for the law abiding citizens of this community. I am the majority. The majority of the people in this city are law abiding and they want their constitutional right to be able to bear arms. I know it's important. I do. I honestly do. But we talking about.